Are you someone who has a lot of things going well in your life? Maybe success in many different areas? Life looks good on paper, but inside, feel overwhelmed. Let me introduce you to my guest today. Meet Samantha. For over 20 years, Samantha has been an accomplished leader in the equipment finance industry. For the past nine years, she has been a senior account manager at GE Healthcare Financial Services. She serves on boards, most recently with the Healthcare Financial Management Association. She is a two-time cancer survivor. She's passionate about medical self-advocacy and prioritization of testing and screening. She's been a champion for women's leadership and mentoring initiatives throughout her career, and she has chaired several events, including the Women Lead Here Conference, which you'll get to hear more about. She says she's a terrible but fully content golfer. She's been married to her best friend for 20 years, and they have one amazing daughter, Barrett. She's currently chasing joy and working toward making the world a little better, one gesture at a time. She clearly has a full plate, and when we started working together, her plate felt really heavy, and the responsibility of it all just felt like too much. As she learned to focus on the things she could control to turn down the pressure and make changes in the way she was doing things, she challenged and questioned rules she had created for herself and made space for a new way to live. Her load didn't change, but her approach has, and this has made a huge impact where it matters most to her. As we worked together to lighten the internal load she was placing on herself, she made space for her true purpose to reveal itself. And you are about to hear all about that and more. I just bet you're going to love her as much as I do. I'm Carla Reeves, and this is Differently a podcast where we explore the ins and outs of what becomes possible when we're willing to think, do, and show up differently to the moments of our everyday lives. Hey, Samantha, welcome to Differently. Hi, Carla. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited to have you here. It was such an incredible honor to work with you, and I'm just excited to give people a peek into how that all transpired and from your perspective. And yeah, let's just dive in. Why don't you, I'd love for you to give people, paint a picture of kind of who you are and what you do in the world and okay, just a sense um, of who you are. Yeah. A self-portrait. Here we go. So um, <laughs> apart from my career at GE Healthcare Financial Services, um, I, well, with that, I, provide um, funding solutions for healthcare organizations. So hospitals, imaging centers, physician groups uh, for the equipment that they need to provide patient care. And I've been doing that for longer than I probably care to admit, but, you know, around 20 years in the equipment finance realm. And I just love it. I mean, I've got a, a great team. It's, um, you know, a good company to work for, and I really enjoy my work. Outside of that, I'm really heavily involved with a professional trade association called the Healthcare Financial Management Association, or HFMA, um, and more specifically, the Arizona chapter. And um, one of the key events that we've done now, this will be our ninth year, is a women's leadership conference. So having been on the planning committee for the, it's called the Women Lead Here Conference, 
um, yeah, that takes up, you know, more time than <laughs> so it takes up quite a bit of time, but I love it. I mean, I love the volunteering aspect. So, um, you know, I got a pretty, um, full day job. I do some volunteering through that association. Um, I'm married to a great guy that we've been together for 30 years. Um, and we have one terrific daughter. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a full, very full life and I love it. Yeah. I love that. So take us back to, uh, how we just tell the story of how you and I got connected and how we met and yeah, this absolutely. So started. as part of the, <laughs> right, where it all began, the, as part of the planning committee, we, we needed to go and find really terrific speakers. And it was, um, one of my friends on the committee, Kelly Bauer, who said, Oh, we found this great speaker. Her name's Carla Reeves. We, you know, we're, we're getting ready to lock her in as a keynote speaker. Um, and then we had to pivot that to virtual. Uh, because of COVID. And so I know that we were really concerned at the time, like, oh my gosh, we're all of our speakers going to stick with us. Uh, you know, new format. It's not on a, a physical stage, but uh, we were very, very fortunate to be able to book you as a keynote speaker for last year's event. And, um, you know, so some of the initial planning and discussions just sort of through email, oh, this looks really great. Really, really excited. And, um, you know, I think our, our event was better be- because of it. So, Fast forward, we're, we're sitting there, I'm in front of my computer listening to you speak and I'm just taking notes just furiously, right? Like, oh, new thoughts, new actions, new results. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, and I took a bunch of notes and, and all of these takeaways, that, but, you know, sort of after the conference closed, like, all right, you're just back to sort of everyday life. So you get this like big push for inspiration and, and um, you know, I mean, there's some takeaways that, that, that I still carry with me and, um, you know, it, don't believe everything that you think Either your Carla isms, uh, still, still ring true. <clears throat> but, um, you know, after the conference, you got this, this great wave of inspiration and, and wonderful speaking. And then I started following you on Instagram and started listening to the podcasts. So it's, you know, I feel that we've been connected for a really long time. Um, albeit I sort of feel like I was sort of sitting in the audience, just watching and, and taking notes. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I feel like we, I yeah. feel like I want you to give a little shape to the event because it was such, mm. it was such a great event. And I know we're going to talk about this year's event later, but just give a little context to the event. Cause you guys did such an amazing job. And I honestly, as a speaker, I was really confronted when it went virtual and I thought, can I do this? Like I hadn't ever delivered a talk that way. And I didn't know if you'd be able to really connect with people and have it, you know, have deep meaning. And you guys did such a good job of that whole entire day of really, I I had no idea a virtual event could be so impactful and so engaging. And I, I was really wowed by what you guys created in that. So bring a little context to thank you. the event itself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I, I think we, we tried as hard as we could to sort of mimic an in-person event. So um, we have, uh, you know, a keynote speaker. We always partner with a great charitable organization locally to try to help raise awareness and raise funds. Um, so we give them some time on the stage and then we have different 
breakout sessions. So you can choose something that really resonates with you. So, you know, not everybody wants, you know, a discussion around how to manage a team. Uh, not everybody is looking for, um, you know, relationship situation, like, or how to, how to manage conflict and things like that. So, you know, <clears throat> we've got this keynotes and then you have your option to do different breakouts and then we've got networking and then, you know, another keynote, we do more breakouts and then an afternoon keynote. And so there really is something for everything. And it really is the, the three pillars that we try to aspire to is, um, inspire, learn and connect. So, inspirational speakers galore. And, you know, you hear about things that other women are doing in the world and, and the, the struggles that they've overcome personally and professionally. And there's just so much inspiration there, um, that learn, there are tactical things that we learn on, you know, how to be a leader, either personally, professionally, how to manage, um, just different facets of your life. And then that connect piece, obviously a little bit more difficult through a virtual platform than in person, but we were really lucky to be able to use different tools to bring those in. So we did audience polling. We used a fun interactive um, uh, program called Mentimeter. So you could build a word cloud and get immediate feedback from the audience, multiple choice questions, things like that. Um, and then we had like smaller breakout groups where we encouraged people to go cameras on. And there really was that face-to-face -face networking. I mean, again, it's a little bit different through the screen, but um, it, we were all so surprised that we were able to port over that entire experience into a virtual day. And and that the conference is, it's, it's a full day of learning and, um, you know, it's, something that I think as women, especially we don't do enough of is, which is I'm going to take this day for me. Um, you know, I'm going to turn off my work. I'm going to put my out of office on and I am going to sit there and I'm going to, you know, go to the conference, just have the joy of not having to wear high heels or tight pants or Spanx. You know, you could wear your yoga pants and sneakers. So um, I, I think that we did a good job sort of making, lemonade out of the lemons that we were, that we were dealt there. But it's just something that I've been so passionate about. I, I attended the first one, like I said, nine years ago and just participated in the audience and was so moved by the, the caliber of women that were in the room and, and the, the sense of community and friendship and uh, mentorship. And, you know, it's just been something that I've volunteered for every single year ever since then. So I felt different uh, roles volunteering just for that specific conference, um, you know, just, you know, little smaller roles to even co-sharing and chairing the event. Um, but it's, it's just so much fun. And, and the group of women that, you know, help put the conference together, are just incredible. And we've been, you know, again, another sort of benefit of having it be virtual is we can get great speakers from anywhere in the world. You know, they just well, have to have anyone them. can attend because historically it was yeah. just live here in Phoenix, right? Yep. It was. And so we had people from, um, Gosh, as far away as Hawaii and Maine, uh, we had somebody from Canada and this year on the committee it, and we sort of broadcast it everywhere. So we put it out on LinkedIn and just sort of a generic Facebook, generic Instagram, um, our Instagram accounts. And so we had people that were not from our normal sort of, I'll call it our pool of attendees within that healthcare finance group. And it's women who are entrepreneurs, women who are, um, you know, they, they, 
work in their homes, you know, they're, they're the head of their household or they are, you know, they work in a salon or real estate or, you know, whatever. So it's grown organically outside of just our little healthcare cadre, but it really is just an event for, for women who are looking for information on, you know, it's it's just self-improvement all around. And we really have a really, um, full slate of, of different speakers and topics every year that really, you know, there's, there's always something for everyone. And it really is such a great conference. I'm biased, but it really is great. It really is great. I can vouch for that. And what was really cool is you like closed the event last year in your kitchen, right? With the mixologist and like a little happy hour. And that was so fun too. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to play, um, we've got a, a special cocktail. So every year we, or not every year, but we've got uh, like a swag box. So, you know, we want to make it feel special. It's not just another webinar. It's not just another conference call. We really, we're calling it a live event that's delivered digitally. So ahead of the conference, our uh, attendees will get a swag box full of all the fun, you know, tchotchkes and things to really maximize your experience. There's, you know, QR codes for different offers from our sponsors. We have a great raffle that's uh, tied to it where our charitable partner for the year will, will get all the proceeds. Um, but, you know, we're going to do like a virtual game night and we're going to play Pictionary and have a, a custom cocktail, um, you know, and again, it'll, it'll all be face to face and it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's different, but uh, in some ways it's great. It's better. And in some ways, you know, that's just different. So great. And we'll get to all the details of how you can get signed up and all of that yes. later. Okay. Yes. So back to yeah. your story. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, like I said, I mean, we, um, you know, I, I saw you speak and was really moved and inspired and started following you, uh, you know, as one does with, uh, with the great speakers and things like that. And, you know, loved all the posts and, and, and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, I want to say it was around May. I, you know, like I just, I don't know. I mean, the way that I was feeling at the time, and maybe maybe that's the the way to approach this, is, you know, by all accounts from the outside, like I'm killing it. I'm a successful career. I've got an amazing family. You know, terrific husband, great kid. Um, you know, I feel good about who I am as a parent. You know, all of these things. I've got an amazing group of girlfriends, and by all accounts, like oh, okay, very successful, right? But I was just crushed. I mean, I was so overwhelmed and just every little thing, it was the weight of the world. And it was like, oh, you know, I've got, um, I've got a, you know, little things, right? Oh, I have, I have a new credit card. I've got to call and activate my credit card. Like, oh my gosh, it's one more thing. You know, I've got to help my mom remember her password to Apple. Like, oh my gosh, it's one more thing. You know, I've got to help my daughter with study for her test. I like, it's just, you know, it was, I'd call it like AFT. It was another freaking thing. And it was depressing to know that like this, there's nothing that I could do about it that was just adult life. It, but it was crushing. And it like, you know, you got to make dinner. You got to go to the grocery store. You got to clean up after dinner. You've got to, you know, go pick up after the dogs. You got to walk the dogs. You've got to go to work. You got to show up. And, and I just, you know, even though by outward measures, like successful, great job, it was, um, 
it was just a lot, you know, it was, and it was too much. And it was sort of sinking into despair, knowing that there's nothing I can do about it. It's just life. Yeah. Well, and I think the picture you paint there is, is really like, that's what I hear so often. You know, I think when people think of like needing coaching, they think there needs to be like, I don't know, some major problem or like some specific scenario that they're going through. And a lot of times, most people I work with, their lives are like they have a lot of success in their life and life looks good on the outside or it looks good on paper, but the individual isn't experiencing that amazing life. And it's because of the inner angst and the over, you know, burdened responsibility or what this world that we've created for ourselves that like you and I were talking before we hit record that, you know, we all have a load, but the heavy is in our head. And yeah, so you were feeling you were you had a load. And there was a lot of heavy that you and I could work with to really start to lighten that load. So I think you painted that beautifully. And it's really common that people feel that way. Um, yeah. You know, like well, it doesn't always look we... like your life is falling apart. Sometimes we're just falling apart inside. It was that way for me too. Like my life looked great, and but inside I was there was a lot of inner angst that yeah. maybe not everybody yeah. on the outside could see. Yeah, and I, and I think it's more common than we probably realize. I think that especially in the you know with the social media and things like that, where people are just really posting all the glossy highlights of their life to make the assumption that man, I'm the way that I'm feeling is abnormal or less than, or, you know, it's not right. But if you were to really peel back the veneer of everyone that you see, I mean, they're all going through stuff and, you know, it's hard to manage it. It, You know, it's, it's, life is just messy and, you know, we can, we can have a great job, we can have a solid relationship, but you know, there's there's no escaping the just that, you know, call it the sand in the shorts of everyday life that for some people just it, I mean, for me, it got it just really a lot. And none of the things in and of themselves were, you know, like Herculean lifts, but it was like, Oh my god, I I, I gotta pay bills today. I don't like oh what when am I never gonna not have to pay bills? Well, well never, dummy. That's you know, life. (laughs) Um, But it was just, again, like every little thing felt like just such a blow, Um, you know, flat tire, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I've got to go to the gas station and get gas. Like, shouldn't be a big deal, but it was, it was just adding up, you know, the weight of all those things. Maxed, maxed out. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so true with social media. It's like, I heard somebody say like, where, you know, you're often comparing your sort of low moment with everybody's high moments and feeling like something's wrong. What is wrong? What am I doing wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think just that whole stigma of like, you know, um, everything's not perfect. So I have bad days. I, you know, sometimes I, Everybody has days, you know, struggle with, with your mental health and making sure that you're, um, you know, staying healthy and, and doing all the right things that you need to, to keep your psyche up. But anyway, it's a practice. I digress. That's right. It's a practice. It is a practice. Yes. So take us back. Um, So you, you, um, were following me on social and Mm -hmm. 
I saw you saw something, right? And I did. You know, it's like again, you see these things like inspirational post. Oh, that's great, and you feel like oh, you know, it it it's it, it's sort of like a quick fix, right? Like you, you go on, you read something, and it's like oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna. I'm going to think positive today. Okay. But it it's not lasting. And so you had posted in March um, on Instagram about the heavy, right? The, the heavy of the world. Our loads are heavy. Um, and that, you know, the, the hopeful message in there was that we can, we can ease that lightness into our lives by just reminding ourselves who's in control, right? Is it me or is it my mind? I'm, I'm quoting your words back to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and that, like, it was a gut punch because it was exactly what I was feeling. And, and it was articulate in a, in a way that I hadn't heard before, you know, not through any of my self-talk or any external sources or anything like that. And it just was like, yes, this is it exactly. And so, um, very out of character for me, cause I don't, like, I don't comment a lot on social media. I mean, especially like not from a public forum, uh, but I went in there and I just like, you know, verbal vomit or well, text, I guess, you know, uh, social media vomit, like everything is adding up and I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed and laundry and groceries and flat tire. And, um, you know, I just unloaded it, right? Like homework, being responsible for every meal. I got to go grocery shopping, uh, housekeeping. Huh? And it was just, you know, I'd never done that before. And to your credit and, you know, to your thank you, you sent me an email or you, you posted back just a really thoughtful comment in the chat and then followed it up with an email because we had by connected. some stroke of fortune had already been connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were like, Hey, let, we, I think we need to talk. I saw what you wrote and let's talk. And, um, I, it was very unexpected and again, very much appreciated because I, I don't think that I would have recognized that there was a way for me to sort through that uh, in a meaningful way and sort of get through that, like the way that I did. So that's kind of where it all started is, you know, I attended this great conference. I heard you speak. I started following you on Instagram. I started listening to your podcasts and, you know, there was there was the intersect of the thing I was feeling and struggling with and the thing that you were talking about and, and sort of helping with. And from there, we, um, yeah, we struck up a conversation about what was possible through some of the coaching programs and things like that. And I just, yeah, that nice. Let's sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> Let's do re- it. The rest is history. Yeah. And I think I, I do remember like one of our first conversations, it was like you just, the it was sometimes what am I trying to say? For you, I remember you using the word adulting. You kind of said, you know, like almost like you would, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but like felt a little bit resigned to the fact that like, this is kind of just how life is. And I think that that can happen for a lot of us where it's just, because if you look around, it's like, well, you know, everybody else is kind of talking about the same things and feeling the same things. And so we become resigned that life can be any different. And so I remember, you know, I think you described it as like, I, I, my life is great. And I just feel like I'm pushing a boulder up the hill. <laughs> yeah. And it was, there was a lot yeah. of hard. So yeah, so I think you had some, some initial ideas of what you wanted to get out of the experience. Do you want to share any well, of that? Well, and that was a question. 
Of course, of course. Um, and that was one of the questions that you asked from the start is in order for this to be considered a success, what are the things that you want to walk away with? And I really, I think I had some very specific goals. Like I want to figure out sort of how do I lighten the heavy? I mean, first and foremost. Um, and so if I, I felt like if I could walk away with some tools, cause I'm big on like, okay, you give me a bullet point list of one, two, three, these are the things that you do and I will do them. I am really good <laughs> at that. So I need the tools. I need the directions. Um, and then I threw one in there at the end of like, and you know, Carla, I think I would really like for you to help me find my purpose in life. You know, no big deal. <laughs> I know we've really never spoken, but how about this? Um, I felt like you might've needed a challenge. So um, yeah, I mean, th- those were, those were the goals for the session. And you know, part of me was like, okay, if, if I walk away with any of those things or any part of those things, it would have been a success, but yeah, I threw it out there. And that's really the power of intention, because I remember when you said those, you know, I don't always know where the coaching journey is exactly going to go. Like, I like to put those out there so that we can keep them in front of us sort of as a guide. Um, And sometimes what people get is far different, and they're more excited about what they got than what they wanted to get. And sometimes they get exactly what they set out to get. And I I do think that's the power of intention. I think it's the power of writing things down and, you know, just um, keeping that in front of us. And it was a beautiful thing at the end when we circled back and we'll get to that. But yeah. um, Yeah. So let's, let's, what were some of the, like, what was one of the challenges that you were facing that maybe felt like, what were some of a, a highlight moment, a challenge you faced and maybe how we, how, let's talk about how we kind of worked through something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that, that first part with the, the managing the heavy is we spent a lot of time talking about that domain of responsibility, right? So what are the things that I am in control of? What are the things that, that I am not in control of? And that sort of inner layer of what are the things that I'm currently in control of, but really don't need to be. And sort of, I mean, I, I've got a wonderful diagram in my journal here of, <laughs> you know, diff- it's all color coded and things that I, that I, you know, I have to keep responsibility of because those are, those are my things, um, things that are outside of my control. Um, and then what can I delegate? And so the revelation that I didn't have to clean my own house was like magical. And we talked about like, I, I hate it. I hate doing it. I talked, I told you about rage mopping. Rage mopping. Just, that was one of my favorite moments. That was hilarious. Cause I've been there. I've, I've rage mopped. <laughs> so folks, if you're listening out there, you don't have to rage mop. Uh, you can delegate that. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. And, you know, again, there's always sort of these complexities around like, well, why don't you just do that? And, you know, it's in my particular situation, it wasn't as easy as just, you know, there was some, there were some challenges to that. And so you helped me kind of work through how to position those um, and ways to, to, to phrase things so that the delegation. Yeah. Yeah. So that delegation wasn't just, you know, okay, now you're in charge of mopping and I'm not going to do it. So um, there's, there's a little bit of art to that, a little bit of science, a little bit of art, but 
that domain of responsibility of like, okay, these are the things that I, you know, I'm trying really hard to control uncontrollable things that are, you know, and I felt so much stress to, um, to own those things and they weren't ownable. But yeah, well, and, and that was a, that was a, a really good tool. context for people listening. Um, over a lot of years of coaching, I started noticing, especially with women that we, I, I, like, I think of it like an octopus that we tend to have our arms in all kinds of things that we don't necessarily need to have our arms in. And so that domain of responsibility is kind of way of separating, like, what are you actually responsible for? And then what are all the other things that you're doing that you feel like you need to be doing? And you can, I love working in that model because, you know, you can free up time and energy and a lot of emotional stress when you start to pull those arms back into what you're actually responsible for. And for me, I had my arms years ago, I had my arms in all kinds of things that I had really good intention around doing. Like I thought I was helping by worrying about other people's problems and trying to manage their lives and helping them when they don't didn't necessarily need help. And so you can kind of pull those arms back in and then start to communicate in a different way to to really ask if someone needs help before you just step in and always help. And just right. little things like that. And I think for you, those were... Yeah, I was trying so hard to make everybody happy that nobody was happy because I was showing up as not my full self because I couldn't because I was trying to spread everything so thin and like, you know, please everybody. And it was making me so... um you know, I was just feeling awful because I'm like, oh, I'm failing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in charge of everybody's happiness all around me. Right. Talk about domain of responsibility, <laughs> but I felt responsible. I like, I've got to make sure that everybody is happy at all times and putting myself less that, that nobody was having a good experience because I was not showing up well for the people that I love the most. I mean, I was short with my kid. I was short with my husband. You know, I was just irritated because I'm like, God, like, you know, cause it's, when you're, I think when you're trying to do an impossible task, it's, you know, you don't show up well. So just that little shift of, you know, we're just going to shift the time. We're just going to schedule it differently. I mean, I think that that's one of the things too, is like, I'm not, I'm not great with, oh, here's a new workout routine and you've got to change your entire life or you've got to, you know, change these things. I think that one of the reasons I was drawn to you and the work that we did together was that it was a, it was just a, a shift of, of thinking shift. You know, it's not like, okay, you've got to do more because I, I, I don't think I could have, I can't take more, right? But it's just think about these things differently. And so that for me was the most meaningful because it wasn't like a radical change to the things I was doing. It was just a mind shift. Yeah. And that, those are the tools that came into my life a lot of years ago and why the why behind I why I do this work because I want to pay that forward because it is it that your thinking is really the foundation to everything else that you're doing and so if we can get in there and shift the way that you're thinking and the way that you're perceiving things then all of a sudden this like 
other door opens up and then you grab a hold of like, oh my gosh, I could do this or I could do that. Or I'm not giving you that part. I'm just helping you open up that door. And then you get to see like, oh my gosh, this would work so much better. And right. um, it it is just those little changes. And it's I, I love that you said it's not about doing more because clearly like you didn't have, you didn't have any capacity for more. And most right. of the time we don't. And the thought of doing more is exhausting. And I tried to follow that path for a long time of, you know, doing more, being better, working harder, hoping that someday my life was going to feel better and the experience of it was going to be better. And you're right. It's it's really just about starting to think different. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, then I could do this or I could do that. And things start to shuffle, you know, shift around and all of a sudden it starts to feel and look different in your reality. And yeah, so good. Just being careful, I think, with that domain of responsibility, you were said, you know, be very careful to not fill those spaces back up. So if you're going to delegate something off, don't be in a rush to fill that with you know, something else. So just sit in the space and let it, you know, enjoy a little bit more breathing room around it. Because that's, yeah, and again, part of that was challenging. What, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but it's hard, you know, like you, like, what what else am I doing? Because it's, I, I'm not fulfilled yet, or it's not perfect yet. So I must, I must need to fill that with something else. Yeah, well, and some of those, you know, tendencies are very deep rooted in, you know, our past where there's like a, you know, a need to be over responsible, you know, and then the response, if if you have the responsibility gene, where you feel a, a great load of responsibility for a lot of things, then it's natural that you want to fill those back up, because that's the pattern you've been in. And so what what does that look like for you now? Like, how do you, how are you continuing to practice that? Because I imagine it's still a practice for you. It is. Um, you know, I think that there's the um, trying to be mindful of not jumping to raise my hand to volunteer to do things. Uh, that's, that's different because there's things that I, that I really enjoy doing and, but then I also complain that I'm so busy and those two are just incongruent. So there's some things that I still am volunteering for. I mean, I, I've opened up some space, but then filled a bit, some of it back up, <laughs> not entirely, but it trying to have a little bit of restraint to say, you just need to, to pull back at least for right now, because there's just, you know, there's always a lot going on, but it doesn't, you don't always have to be overflowing with to-do lists. So yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting better at it. I'm a recovering <laughs> over-volunteerer. <laughs> this is so good. So was there any more that you wanted to share from that part of the journey? Well, I mean, I think that, that again, that last moonshot goal, and it, it all sort of ties in was, you know, hey, Carla, help me find my purpose in life. You know, haha, there's no way, right? Um, I had gone through my life, and again, been very successful, but always sort of felt like, you know, I never, almost an inadequacy that I'm not doing something huge, right? Like I'm not um, 
you know, like I'm not organizing a cancer walk. I'm not volunteering at the dog shelter. I'm not, you know, eradicating homelessness in the city. And, you know, all of these big things that I look around and see, you know, people that I, that I know and that I respect very much that they have these big, bright, purposeful lives. And there was a sense of that inadequacy, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not called to that, or I don't have time for that, or I'm paralyzed that I, like, I can't, I'm not meant for some big purpose like that. And then, you know, if I'm not meant for some big purpose, well, what's my purpose? What's, what's the reason for it all? And, um, there was a day and you were told me about your friend, sorry. Um, and you said, you know, it doesn't have to be a giant thing. It, I don't know if you want to tell about your friend and her, you know, her mantra, if you remember what you told me. Yeah, I don't remember. Which which story oh. was this? You said, well, you know, I've got a, a friend and, and her her stated purpose for her life is just to be a force for good. And that's yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I it was and, actually was something I read in a book like years ago, like I want to be a force of good. And I just was so inspired by that idea. And like, it became my own. Like, that's my mission. I just want to be a force of good, like throughout my day and every little interaction I'm doing. So yes, continue. Yeah. And, and it was funny, because that was at the tail end of our sessions. I think it might have even been one of the last ones. And because I'm thinking to myself, uh, we're not going to get to the purpose part. And then this came into play of this just, you know, it doesn't have to be some big plan to change the world. It can just, you know, to show up and, and show a kindness to somebody, um, you know, do what you can to, to lighten somebody else's heavy, say hello, well, smile. And you were already doing some of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially through the pandemic, um, you know, seeing how some people showed up was like, and they were just like rude and cruel to people at the grocery store or one another. And like, especially the people that were helping with things, you know, the people that were um, in that service industry. So, you know, restaurant servers, um, you know, the people at the UPS store that stand there and they have to just, you know, take crap from customers that come in in a bad mood. And I was like, gosh, that's, you know, I want to show my appreciation for what they're doing. So I started um, just handing out like, I would buy a big stack of the $5 Starbucks gift cards. And so when I saw somebody was having a bad day or whatever, I would just be like, Hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. And it was, it made me feel so good to do that. I adore that. I adore. I remember you telling me that. So beautiful. Thank you. Um, But like, you know, I think it's important to show gratitude to people in a meaningful way too. So, um, you know, I'm big on the old fashioned handwritten thank you notes. And so I just started sending them out more, especially during the pandemic, just knowing, okay, if somebody's going to go to the mailbox, instead of a giant stack of bills, they're also going to find some goofy little, you know, note from me with a smiley face and a sticker on it. And um, that, that sense of like, and it starts out a little bit, candidly, it's a little bit selfish, because I love it. I love writing it down. I love handing out that little you know, a little gesture or making somebody stay. And so there's a, a selfish component to it where I'm like, oh, I'm doing this because it makes me feel good. But, you know, it's funny, especially with the little notes, it's, um, you know, I, I, we coined a phrase, it's a joy loop. 
because I'll sit down with a pen and a, and a note card and I'll write it out and I'll be smiling and I'm smiling when I stick it in the mailbox and put the flag up. And then just, you know, I forget about it because a few days go by and then poof, out of the blue, I get a call or a text or something like, oh my gosh, you just made my day. That card was so great. And then I feel, I feel terrific all over again. Mm. So it's just this boomerang of happiness. And, you know, I think learning that it was okay to have a purpose that was just to make somebody smile. Mm. Sorry. I knew this would happen. <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it, it was really meaningful to know that it didn't have to be, you know, some, I didn't have to march on Washington. I didn't have to, you know, solve any of the world's problems that it was a good thing for me to just be myself and make somebody else smile. And that was good enough. Mm -hmm. Can I share about this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So shortly after this conversation, um, Samantha sent me a, I think she did it in Canva. She sent me this image, like inspiration for joy loops. And it was like a, a bowl of colorful, I guess fruit, fruit loops, duh. Yeah. It's a bowl of Fruit Loops <laughs> with hearts all around it. It says Joy Loops, now free. And it says live to create joy. Enjoy a big bowl of Joy Loops every day filled with all the good stuff you need in your life. Joy Loops are free and may cause spontaneous smiles and endless happiness. <sighs> I remember you sent that to me and I just was like, I... We just, we all need more of that in our life. We just all need more of that. And it's so simple and so big all at the same time. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be, you know, like the Starbucks gifts cards. I mean, obviously there's a cost to that. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I was, that, you know, I'm able to hand those out every here and there to people, but it doesn't, I mean, it costs 50 cents to send somebody a note in the mail. You know, you can send a text and, and that's good or, you know, be, call somebody that's even that's great as well to to take the time to, to do a phone call but I just think it's so unexpected to I mean when was the last time you opened up your mailbox and there was something in there other than junk mail or a bill yeah not very so, often yeah and it's it's fun I mean I love it and like I said I love the the loop that it cre creates because there's like that immediate you know is it Dopam what's what's the good feeling drug in your yeah. brain? Yeah. Yeah. So you get that immediate hit and then you get it again a few days later when they open it up. And, you know, but I think we're, it, it's an easy thing to do, um, you know, and not a lot of people do it, but I, it would, more people should do that, you know, just express little happinesses. So. Well, and when you, That's you been, know, it's like when you get stuck in your head or having a bad day or in a mood and often we, you know, kind of, or I do, I, I, the reaction is to like kind of retreat, but the moment 
I make a different choice and show up for somebody else or show up on a coaching call, even though I'm like, oh my gosh, like I wish I were in a different state of mind to do this coaching call. The moment I show up and get in somebody else's world is the moment all of it shifts inside. And so I think it's just, it's healthy. It's healthy to reach out. It's so great. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, I had, um, so I, I just had a birthday and, um, it was like eight thirty Tuesday night and the doorbell rang and I'm like, Oh no, what is, what's going on? You know, the dogs are barking. And, uh, two of my dearest friends TP'd my house and showed up like in cat masks with a box, you know, of like goofy presents and stuff, you know, and that like just showing up for somebody and, you know, you don't have to toilet paper somebody's house, but it's a fun idea just to show me care. I yeah. know it's the yeah. little things. It's the little things all over spreading goodness, making yeah. changes in our life. It really starts yeah. with just simple little steps. Okay. Yes, it does. So, it does. I think we covered everything we wanted to share. I think I talked to, is there anything else that we missed that I, I do. There's one more moment that you posted that golf cart there was something about the golf cart like you was that a someday it was a someday thing right that became yeah, a it was. today thing share about that yep yeah I mean it's like you know we my husband and I celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary and we were kind of hemming and hawing like you know do you want a nice watch no do you, do you want some jewelry no not really and you know like the again it was COVID so we couldn't go schedule a couldn't book a vacation or anything like that. So we were talking about like, what, what can we do that would bring us joy? What would make us happy? And we landed on the purchase of a golf cart. And it's, it's been so much fun. Like, you know, we get in it, we zip around the neighborhood, the wind in our hair and the music blaring and, you know, writing joy the I'm horn sure. at people. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, and it's just so much fun, but that, you know, someday we should just do it. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you were able to do it, just make it happen and, and capture that joy and fun when you can, because the world is heavy and you need, you know, you need something that's going to make you smile. So whatever it is for you, if it's you know, like book a spa day, go get your nails done, get a pedicure, you know, take a trip with a friend, like just do it, you know, just yeah. book it, do it. I love that. It was it was such a joy to witness and watch <laughs> you go through this journey. Um, because as as you began to find ways to lighten your load and minimize some of the things that were feeling like obligation and adulting, is when you started to make space for all these other things that brought you more joy and brought you more fulfillment. And then I think you, then you can start to approach some of the the load, the things that we have to do. You have a different perspective and energy that you can now bring to all of those things. And yeah. it just, there was just such a huge ripple impact. And it was just an absolute um, honor to watch you go through that because from over here, I can give people tools and I can, you know, kind of open the door, but you got to walk through and you, you 
so walked through that door and continue to do it in your life. And that is just such a gift for me to witness. So I want you to know that. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, it's, it's been such a change and, you know, none of the things, none of the chores or tasks or, you know, have gone away. It's just, I'm looking at them differently. So, you know, instead of I have to, it's I get to. Yeah, I'm fortunate to have a good job. So instead of like, oh, I have to be on a conference call, you know, I get to be on a conference call while a lot of other people are unemployed. Or, you know, maybe it's, oh, I've got to help my kid with their Spanish homework. No, I get to do that. You know, I get to spend time with her in a meaningful way. So it's, you know, a little tweak, a little verbiage tweak. Yeah. Yeah. So let's um, bring it full circle. So we've got... Yes, we do. Yeah, you go ahead. So I think if you are listening and want to make these kind of changes in your life, I would suggest, again, listening to Carla speak on some other topics. Um, We've got her booked as the keynote speaker for our ninth annual Women Lead Here conference. Um, If you use the discount code CARLAR20, uh, all caps, you will get 20% off of your registration. So that this conference this year is Friday, November 5th, 2021. It's virtual. So wherever you're at in the world, you can log on uh, COVID free <laughs> and still get a great day of education, uh, inspiration and connection um, with with really meaningful and wonderful topics and speakers. So Carla, just again, thank you from the from the committee for um for uh, agreeing to keynote for us this year. I can't wait to, to hear your topic um, and talk about uh, the, the conference this year is all around fear. So our topic is fear is so last year. Together, um, together we're fearless. I think that's what it is. Um, but registration is open at uh, azhfma.org. Find the Women's Leadership Conference and uh, you can go online to register. Use that discount code. But it's really exciting. We're, we're thrilled to partner with another great charity. It's the Diaper Bank of Central Arizona. So we've got a really fun raffle. You could go online and there's all sorts of different prizes. There's um, coaching sessions with, um, with some of the most incredible women uh, in, out there. We've got like rock climbing. There's a Mexican getaway vacation that you can win. There's purses, jewelry. Uh, there's all sorts of fun stuff on there. So, and it all goes to help the proceeds go to benefit the diaper bank, but just invite everybody to, if you can uh, join us for the day on, on Friday the 5th at the women lead here conference. Awesome. So excited. Yeah. I encourage you to check that out. Like I said in the beginning, it was really such a great event. I not only spoke last year, but attended all day and um, took away so much from the event and so excited to be a part of it again. And um I'm going to talk on the art of everyday skydiving and just how how we can show up and be brave, just like Samantha's talking about. It, it takes courage to show up and change your life and to make even those simple little changes. It takes a lot of courage. And we're just going to talk about ways you can do that in your everyday life. And I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. It will be fun. Thank you so much for hanging out today. You're bad. Yeah, it's such, you bet. Thank such you for a- having me on. I adore you. Your energy is so much fun and I loved our work together and uh, to be continued. I like it. I love it. Thanks, Carla. I love it. Go make joy loops.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Differently. I hope it stirred your thinking and I invite you to take one inspired action from something that stood out to you. If you want to hear more conversations like this, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and please help us spread the word by sharing this podcast with people you know. Remember, new episodes drop weekly. See you next week.